Time now for all things Gators, all things orange and blue. Dan Hicken. Yes. And Frank Frangie. Yes. It's close, Hick. It's close. A countdown is on. I we're, love uh, a we're we got we got practice. We're on the field going in pads on Tuesday, I yep. think. Yeah. Uh for the Gators. Uh, already got a few under their belts. Yep. And uh media day, uh, you know, optimism. And and listen, Gator Nation will always be optimistic. I, I think this year it's realistic optimism. I do too. So that's the exciting part I think for for Florida fan. Uh but you know, and you're staring down the barrel right off the rip with Miami who isn't you know, there's a lot of questions. We don't know. They got a new coach, maybe a new quarterback. Uh so that will hopefully get the Gators attention yeah. as they get through camp here and, and build. Yeah, you know, Miami's a really intriguing team mm-hmm. because if 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 Diaz and Dan Enos, who's the offensive coordinator, really are good, right? They had good defensive players last sure. year. Sure, they're still going to recruit enough good players. That and you never know what happens in the first one, right? You know, the if it's game five, you have a pretty good idea of what both teams have. Now you got to still be ready to play, and you can have a letdown. But but the fans aren't surprised. You don't completely know. It is off campus. Um, I think Florida's better than Miami. I, I'm very confident in that game. Mm-hmm. I'm told the Miami quarterbacks have not been good at all. Right. By the way, I think Jared Jaron Williams is going to win that job. That's my guess. Wow. He's the best passer of the three. Yes. He is the uh, Martell. I'm told just looked awful. Just yeah. Awful. I, again, I watched. I don't know a lot about Tate Martell. We know he went to Ohio State. I right. watched him a lot because of a Netflix or Showtime yeah, right, or one of those right. series when he was at Bishop Gorman High School. He's a smaller dude right. who doesn't throw it great, but is talented athletically. Yeah, that's, that's right. So so after a week of practice, one thing, and by I don't want to take a shot, but I'm going to take a shot at somebody before I talk about all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just all the stuff you read and the people we talk to down there, mm-hmm. how bad must Mike Kent the former strength coach of Ben. <laughs> Apparently, so the story came out this week yeah. that Savage couldn't even put them through their normal stuff when he got there last year. So out of shape. They were so out of shape, he's afraid they would, they'd would they be in some danger Wow! if he put them through their real stuff. So about the first six months he was there, or whatever, three months, whatever, sure. he had to put them through a preconditioning thing Wow! just so they could handle his conditioning. Well, if you go and How look, that? yeah, there's a lot of before and after photos <laughs> right. making their way around the internet, and that's always fun to see. He is, uh, you know, he's worth his worth worth the dollars that they're paying him. He's going to be making a lot of money here. These yeah. these strength coaches' salaries continue to skyrocket, and they're important parts of a football program, believe it or not. And listen, I went down there on media day, and I saw with my own eyes some of the guys. I I was blown away. I right. don't. At C.J. Henderson, for example. I don't remember. I looked at him and I said, I guess that's why you're a first-round draft pick in the lottery, you know, mock drafts uh, uh, in the mock drafts. I looked at him. I was like, I thought he was a smallish kid. 202 pounds. He right. looks great. I mean, and there's a bunch of those stories. Uh, I saw Heggie. There's a kid down there. Somebody told me, I think his name is Ethan White. He right. was about a 400-pound offensive right. lineman. Came in at 400 pounds. Looks tremendous. They've done a lot of work with him. So uh, uh, he has done a, a great job. Kids look like they're in great shape. That's the first step, but it's only the first step. From here, the coaches and the players take over, and they have to perform. I, I think there's areas. Look. I'm not sure how good their linebackers are. Right. 
other than David Reese, who's not an athletic guy. He's right. a good player. But, but he's important. A, yeah, very critically important. Yeah. He's not an athletic guy. Tackler. Um, but I don't know how good the other – I don't know how good Amari Bernie is. I don't right. know how good Houston or Ventrum Miller are. Right. I, I, I don't, so I don't I worry about their linebackers. What okay. about LeCedric Brunson, who, who I never they, heard of? Well, I remember him in recruiting. You do? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, right. But I – but so, so I don't know how good those guys are. Yes. Dan. Grantham singled him out. That's why I brought him up. I don't know how good the offensive tackles will be. I hope Stone mm-hmm. Forsyth and Delance are good. Mm-hmm. But the line has got to come together with a bunch of new guys. Right. So linebackers and O-line are two areas where I don't know how good they are. And you should be concerned about those two yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah. In other words, yeah. I also think the defensive tackles are still good, not great. Okay. They played um, – is, is it Coleman and Slater, if I get it right? Did, did they play their – it was 95 and 55. 95 right. now wears 88. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so those – and, and Tadaro Slayton has never made a move. Right. Conliff has never made a move. Right. Uh, they're even talking about playing Ankrum inside some. Right. Because the other two guys haven't made a move. So, uh, by now I thought Slayton would be an all-SEC guy. He can't even get on the field. He's right. a heavy guy. Right. Uh, same with Conliff. So, I worry about defensive tackle. I worry about – uh, I worry about offensive tackle. I worry about linebacker. Mm-hmm. But I say that for a reason. Okay. There's nothing else I worry about. I, I told you a year ago I thought the receivers would be one of the best cores in the yep. country. I still believe that. Yep. Chris Doring told me in Birmingham, most years, Swain and Hammond, with what they have become, right. would be many teams' top two guys and would be good. Yeah. They are fifth and sixth. Yes. They really are fifth mm-hmm. and sixth, if you think about it. They are, they are, they are fifth and sixth in line. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, I saw um, one of the kids I saw down there and talked to was Tyree Cleveland. Yes. It's another physical specimen. I think he should be better than he is. He's about the fourth best guy. Yeah. He's really about their fourth. I think if, he should be better than if, he is. If Jefferson Grimes and, and Tony are their three best receivers. Right. And Tony's not a natural receiver, so he's no. got to do some gimmicky stuff. Right. But if that's their three best receivers, Cleveland's their fourth guy. He's not only big, he's fast. Yeah. But I don't think he's a change directions guy. Must be. This, I, I yeah. don't think he's a stop and start, different right. gear guy. Right. But he's your fourth best guy. You're pretty good. Right. I mean, this kid from Jacksonville, again, we, we Dan and I work in Jacksonville on a regular basis, so we right. do our, our radio shows in Jacksonville. This kid, Rick Wells, yeah. is actually a pretty good, uh, an okay player. Yeah. He's, if you, if you've, Copeland's their seventh best receiver. Yeah. Rick Wells is their eighth best guy. Wow. So he's a, I'm not saying Rick Wells is some star, right? But he's an okay player, right? That's their eighth best receiver. So receivers, I think, are very good, and I think they've looked that that way out of the gate. The tight ends, are, boy, Kroll looks the part, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a nice looks like, kid. He looks like an NFL receiver, yeah. NFL tight end, doesn't he? And I think he had to get a year of football into him to all football, right? Because he was a baseball guy, correct? And he uh, wasn't a big physical blocker, which right. is why he didn't play a lot last right. year. But he's filled up, and they they have a few of those guys though at that tight end spot. Yeah, Pitts is very good too. Mm-hmm. They got a so. My point is, I think I think Franks. We've talked enough about him. I think he'll be okay. We won't know till we play. He's, right. It's clearly his team. Right. There's no alternating. It's his team. Yeah. The uh, I think the running backs are going to be good. I love the receivers. So I told you on offense. Can can the line be good? And here's the other thing. Let's assume they start today and it's Heggy, um, Buchanan, and they really like Chris Bleich. Right. If any of those guys get hurt. I guess Banks. Yeah, we got but, issues. Banks getting cleared was a big score that helped, for them. The fact that Banks, but I don't think there's – I don't sense there's much in the interior if one of those three guys could go down. All right, so we're both very optimistic about 2019. Mm, very optimistic. Dan Mullen said 
basically at his press conference that he felt like they're still two to three years right. away from having the type of depth that they need. In other words, and you said this before, and he's told you this, the, the, the front 22, correct? we can play with anybody. That's right. After that, in other words, you got three really good corners. If one of them goes down, correct. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Here's my concern again. I'll bring this up again. Florida, Florida State, Georgia all had big recruiting weekends because they had their camp, their Friday night lights, whatever you want to call it. Florida has its Friday night lights, and we get a three-star quarterback from Georgia. Uh, FSU has its deal. They get four kids. Georgia adds another five-star offensive lineman. It just doesn't seem to add up on the recruiting front, and here we go again. And I, I, again, maybe I'm being too hard on them. Maybe my expectations are too high. Florida's ranked ahead of FSU in recruiting for uh, the 2020 class, but it's my belief, and I've said this before, and we've talked about this a little bit, Frank. If you want to win the Natties, right. if you want to win the SEC. You've got to get some of those kids. I some think, of them. Not all of them, yeah, I, but some of them. I, I, I Two of them. Yeah, I, One of them. I 100% agree with you. Okay. But I, I t- totally agree. Okay. But I think the way he is, uh-huh. the way they are built, mm-hmm. it will be a lot like Spurrier. And that is they will start getting recruits when you see what they do on the field, okay. not because they're natural in the living room. Right. I, I, they're definitely not natural in the living and, room. I think we, and neither was the Spurrier staff. Yeah. But the Spurrier – But they got the kids. But, but it was a while. But they, did, but they, but they got the kids mm-hmm. because people saw, wow, I want to play for that. Right. I think because Florida is markedly ahead, in my mind, mm-hmm. of FSU, Miami, UCF, whoever else in this state. Right. If you can close the borders a bit. Now, again, here comes Georgia, here comes Alabama, recruiting sure. all these Florida kids. Sure. But if you can close the borders a bit, I think Florida is good enough. Uh, I think Florida's ahead of the other two. Okay. So, so but I, I look, I don't disagree with you. I They've got to start getting those guys. Mm-hmm. But Florida's got to hang another double-digit win season. They've got to get to a playoff. Then then you'll start seeing more and more of those guys come in. They're not, they're not natural in the room like some of these other staffs. Are. Yeah, and I think they have the ability this year to do that um, but you know there are some there are some there are some pitfalls along the way, and Dan Mullen's history as a coach has him losing a game or two a year to yes. teams that you don't think that they should lose to. He might pull one off that you don't right. think they're going to win, but you can't couple that with losing the one that you should beat. Well, if you're if depth matters, yes. and it does in college football. Yes, that's why the good teams are always good, even when guys get hurt. Right in the NFL, two or three guys get hurt. Yeah, all of a sudden you miss the playoffs. Right. In college football, if you're Alabama and Clemson, right. two or three guys get hurt, nobody notices. Yeah. You know, so get the five star ready. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that get the next five star ready. Right. So but but because of that, I don't think Florida's ready to win twelve games. Okay. Because they don't have that depth. They're not as good as Alabama or Clemson yeah. or Ohio State or Oklahoma. And they're or also not good enough to for us to sit here and assume that they're gonna beat Miami and Kentucky and Tennessee and right. Missouri and South Carolina. In fact, if you were a betting man, Frank Frangie, do you think they could lose one of those games? I think they could. Yeah. Having said that. You don't think they will? I don't think that. I, I yeah. really, here's what I think. Right. I think they play, of their 12 games, right. they play two of them against teams with better personnel. Okay. Georgia and LSU. Georgia for sure, okay. LSU margin. So so twice, as we see here today anyway, yes. 
They have two games that looks like they'll play against teams with better personnel. Mm-hmm. If they lose both games, and one of them, by, and neither one of them are in Gainesville, right? So if they lose both games, that's a ten and two season. If they don't get upset, but yeah, I'm with you. Sure, they could get upset. They, 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 they I mean, they absolutely could get upset at Columbia, Missouri, or right. I'll tell you what I told you last week, though. If your toughest, other than those two, right? If the toughest challenge on your schedule. Mm-hmm is in Columbia, Missouri, right. it's not that hard a schedule. It's not in Columbus. It's not in Ann Arbor. It's not in Tuscaloosa. It's not in uh, Norman. It's not in old-school Tallahassee. Right. If the toughest if – if your toughest road va- – if the toughest thing to keep you from that 10th win is a trip to Columbia, Missouri, mm-hmm. that's winnable. Yeah. That's my point. I saw – speaking of talent, I saw Auburn's, who we think will be starting quarterback uh, – Flinging the football, he's from Jacksonville. Right, uh, his name's Joey Gatewood. I saw him throwing the football around this this weekend. Uh, boy, he looks good. Yeah, any big, any <laughs> big and pretty and broad shouldered and yeah, he's a uh, but he unplayed. Yeah, and again, oh, yeah. and that game's in Gainesville. I uh, no question. They got to be five and zero. Oh yeah, when Flor- when Auburn comes in. Well, what if they're not? If they're not five, that 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 means somebody got them that shouldn't get them. Right. That means Miami, Kentucky, Tennessee. Got and that them. also means that uh, that Auburn game becomes doubly important. If they're not five, if they're not five and zero oh mm-hmm. when Auburn comes in, then they're not as good as we. Because can in our only experience with Dan Mullen as head coach at Florida, it was a roller coaster. We forget right. because of the way it ended. Right. But we were ready to change quarterbacks numerous times. Right. We were thinking that we'd be lucky to get six wins at some. You lose to Kentucky early. Uh, you got a problem. Yeah. You to can, their credit, right? They got through it, but that was uh, a roller coaster of a season. Yeah, I do believe this. Mm-hmm. From the second half of the South Carolina game yes. on, they were a way better football team yes. than they were before that. Yes. So the question: So, is the team that starts the 2019 season? pick up where it left off, mm-hmm. or do they go back to where they were the first half of the last season? I don't know that. We don't know them yet well Have they not lost arguably their two most important people on defense from a year ago in terms of experience, uh, uh, polite, and, and Gardner Chauncey Gardner-Johnson yeah, yeah. with the way they performed. Chauncey was – had a really good last go-around for Florida. Good player. He was really a little player. iffy at times throughout his career in terms of tackling, yeah. and but really good season last year. And the same with Polite. Yeah. Did they – so we can say, oh, the defense will be fine. The defense will be fine. And yeah, it will be. But there's uh, some question there now. I'm going to give you glasses half full. Okay. Neither, I like that, Frank. Yeah, I'm kind of – you know, I, I'm you know, sort of I'll the negative back. guy these days. This, this is a switch from last it year, is. isn't it? Um, I mean, here's my glasses half full. All right. Neither guy went in the first round. Right. Polite, I think, was a product of Grantham. Okay. He played hard. He played really hard. All right. But I don't know that I feel like Pol- that Grantham can't do with Zuniga and Moon and Greenard what he did with Polite. Mm-hmm. Um, as good as Chauncey Gardner – and Chauncey Gardner Johnson's a wonderful player. He's still their nickelback. Okay? I, I think – C.J. Henderson's a better player than both of them. Agreed. I think Marco Wilson might be a better player than both of them. Okay. Um, I'd feel, I, I, when you have an all-world pass rusher like he was and you lose him, it makes you worry until you realize 
He didn't light up the combine. Yeah, he's it was a disaster. A, he's not a natural. Yeah, yeah. How much? How many of his sacks were? And he wasn't really very good until till Grantham got there. Right. So, I'm not as worried. Okay. I, I'm not. This isn't like you're losing Jadavion Clowney. Okay. All right. So that's so. So I'm concerned. I look. Look. I think they're going to have a really good team. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to lie about it. I think uh, the offensive line's got to hold up. Uh, they've got to be good against the run because I don't know about their tackles and their linebackers, but uh, defensive tackles and linebackers. But I think they've got a really good team, and I think they've got a favorable schedule. People say the schedule's hard. I, I don't think it's hard. I think it's I think it's manageable. Team, it's a manageable yeah. schedule. We'd be chomping at the bit if this was an Urban team or a Spurrier team. Yes, yes, I would. I because we would be planning on uh, easy yeah. Final Four. That's that's right. I yeah. think I, as I sit here. <laughs> I can tell you, I don't think they're going to beat Georgia, right? And I don't can't confidently tell you I think they're going to win in Baton Rouge, right? So I've got a, I got them beat two. Auburn, and all of a sudden you're ten and two. Yeah, I got them. I got them losing two if they don't get upset, right? Okay, and you could get upset. So yeah. so nine, I w- nine eleven would surprise me more than nine. Mm-hmm. How do you mm-hmm. feel about it? What would surprise you more, eleven or nine? Eleven. Yeah, eleven would be okay. eleven. Yeah, see, so I'm the same place. Nine, yeah. nine would not shock me. Yeah, eight, I'd be kind of disappointed. Would you be ticked at nine? No, I wouldn't either. No, it's the second year of the guy's yeah. regime there. Go win a bowl game, get ten dubs. Yeah, that's right. And then, and yeah, I'd, I'd be disappointed at eight. I'd be disappointed. You're going to start the year in the top ten, however. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. want to? So there are expectations. I agree, but I, I don't. Again, that Georgia game needs to be for the East. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't, I can't, I don't think they're going to beat Georgia. I think right. Georgia's got better players. Sure, Georgia's well coached, has an elite quarterback. I think mm-hmm. Georgia's going to beat Florida. I mm-hmm. think LSU. If it was in Gainesville, I would probably tell you I think Florida's going to win mm-hmm. because it's in in Baton Rouge, and this is kind of their year now. They uh, being in being in Birmingham, uh-huh. actually talking to Coach O, talking to their players. They was go Joe do it just like that. Okay, they uh, he was great by the way. He, he was is great. Fan. He was all over. Well, that's his. That's his. Yeah, but you he, know he was really good. So, but but Dan, but can he coach? I think can he coach Frank? And I, no, when I don't the think chi- I don't when think, the chips are down, no, is he what's what's running around in that in that? Is, is it Charlie? Like, is, is it Charlie Pell? Is he surrounded himself with enough good coaches? Yeah, he stays out of the way. He better have. But but I, but I do believe this. So yeah, I think I think it's a ten win team. Yeah, I think they're going to win their ten games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're going to win eleven games. Uh, I'd be okay if they win nine games, but I think it's ten. I'd be disappointed if it was less than that. I have for you a former Gator update from the NFL. I love it. Yes. I love it. I love I love former Gators and updates. Former Gator update from the NFL. Uh, yesterday, with chance of Eddie, Eddie, Eddie permeating, one Eddie, and I guess it's Pinedo. Yeah. Even though we said Pinero. Yeah, we had it wrong. Who graduated from. Yours truly's alma mater, Miami Sunset Senior High School. Oh, Thank you very the, much. The, the amount of talent that thing's p- produced. Fouad Revez. Yeah. Kicker High School. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, kicked a 63-yarder in practice for the Chicago Bears, right. who are desperate for a kicker. Right. And may have the leg up early, pun intended, on the uh, Bears kicking job. Well, in the, Eddie Pinedo. Let me t- let me t- I'm going to tell you two a stories. A fan favorite. Since this is a podcast, we're going along. Yes. I'm going to tell you two stories. One story is... The best part about that was the South Carolina guy, yeah, Elliot Fry, yes. made one from 60. They said, Pinedo, can you match it? Pinedo said, nope, he's gone 60. I want to back it up three. Oh, so Pinedo Frank. backed it up three. Okay. Frank. How about that? I like that. Want to hear a great Fouad Revez story? Revez story? Would you like to? I do. I know. Okay. I went to high school with Fouad Revez. Were you there? When he, you know he was a state wrestling champion. Yes, I do. Did you know that? He also played, you don't know this, okay. badminton at, at Miami Sunset <laughs> Senior High School. <laughs> 
He's I, I would have never known that Colombian-born. Right. Uh, married a beautiful blonde lady from Tennessee. Okay. Where he ended up. Right. Should have went to FSU, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Right. But go ahead and tell me if Waterville It's a great story. Okay. So he, you knew he was a state wrestling champion. Yes, I did. Okay. So he is in camp with the Minnesota Vikings. Yes. Where my friend Gino Toretta was also in camp. Ah. Okay. And John Randall yes. liked, to, liked to pick on the specialists. Okay. He was kind of a clown around guy. Okay. Carousing it. So John Randall would flick the ears of the specialists. Yeah. He'd get in their face. Yeah. He'd steal their, their pads. He was that guy. Fouad was having none of it? He went up to one time uh-huh. to Fouad, flicked his ear. Pinned him? Fouad picked him up Ooh. over his head, body slammed him, Ooh. and pinned him in training camp. Place was going crazy. Uh huh. Randall Randall starts laughing. My bad, my bad. Puts his hands up in the air. Never messed with Fouad Rez, Rez again. You'll have that story that? the rest of your life. There. That you is a tremendous. You story. didn't have that story, did, did you? Did not. Picked well done. Up, body slammed John Randall. Wow. Dan Hicken. Wow. In camp. So that's what you get on this podcast. Okay, hey man. You never every know. podcast you get Fouad Rez body slamming John Randall. All right. Any final thoughts? I think um, we're good. Next week will be uh, one yeah. week out. Yeah, I mean, we'll I'm be ready, excited. man. Very we'll good. be ready. Are you going to Orlando? Do you know yet? I don't know. I think I think I am, but I'm not 100 percent certain. Right. Are you going? Uh, I'm probably not going. Okay. I thought about going. I should go. That game is a hot, hot ticket, by the way. Yeah. It, nobody can get a ticket. 190 lowest on the okay. secondary market. Isn't that amazing? It's a hot because it's a smaller stadium. Right. Florida fans are geeked up. Right. Miami fans have a new coach. Right. It's Florida Miami. It's a hot ticket in this state, and there's no other games. Yeah, it's not the good. it's not the stay home so you can watch Alabama play Wisconsin weekend right. or whoever. You right, know, it's not right. That's all things. Gators, all things orange and blue. Hicken and Franchi.